Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for bringing my high school pastor, my friend, my brother, the guy who married me. Father, I thank you for bringing him uh, to, to come visit me and Mikey, to hang out with us. Lord, just to fellowship and to encourage one another. And I pray, Father, that you would allow this time to be a time of where we get to serve Scott. And Father, just bless him, Father, with, uh, Lord, whatever the Holy Spirit desires. And I do pray, Father, also that we would learn from him and learn from each other and just continue to, to grow and uh, continue to, uh, Father, as the seasons are coming and changing and we see just everything that's happening with the church, with the world, Father, I, I pray that we'd be able to just stay in communication with our brothers. And Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I lost mail that uh, still hasn't returned. It hasn't? Still hasn't Good, because I haven't showered in like a week. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. You, it hasn't come back? No. So you can't taste food then. I could kind of taste, but I can't. I could barely smell. Like if I hold something really close, I could smell. But like when I walk in a room and everyone's uh, like, oh, who's cooking popcorn? Or I never know anymore. Oh, that's Ever sucks. since then, like gone. Yeah, and the like, funny thing is I had a tremendous, great yeah. sense of smell. Yeah. But now it's tainted. You're not going uh, to be a hound dog anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, anyway, no. so, so lost that career. So COVID was going around <laughs> the church. Yeah, so going going around uh -huh. the church, like people are dropping like flies, and and that was early on. We're like, oh, if you get it, you're out for ten days, and you gotta, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. trace contact and all and do the cartwheels and all that. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, you know, walking around in plastic bubbles. And yeah, stuff. yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. and, like dude, I remember like walking into stores and everyone masked out. And I, yeah, I, double the, mask. Yeah. From the get go, I was like, this is Cringe. the stupidest thing ever because I used to be an EMT. And training to be a paramedic and all that stuff. And my dad was a firefighter. And I and I just remember going through training for the classes. They're like, everybody wears the medical masks. And they were telling me, it's like a screen door. It just stops big particles like blood. If someone throws up on you yeah. or... Spit. You know, yes, yeah, spit. Yeah. But it's not going to stop an airborne pathogen yeah. that's microscopic. <laughs> it's like, here's the mask. Yeah. Okay. And then the pathogens pass right through. Yeah. But it's, let's put double masks It's on. like, hey, I'll put pants on so nobody can smell my fart. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Or it'll cover up my dirty underwear. Yeah. Right? Exactly. yeah that's exactly what it was yeah. like. And I was like, yeah. you people are so brainwashed. And, and I don't get me wrong. There's still, I still see people walking around with masks. Yeah. And mm. I feel sad for them. Mm. I really do. Yeah. Right. Because unless, and their, their whole thing is, like a kid came in the other day, real pretty girl. I'm like, you know that you're the only one wearing a mask in here, right? I'm all... Can you pull it down to see if, if you got a mustache or not? And she's like, <laughs> Some of the boys want to know. Yeah, and I go, I go if, if I see a mustache, put that thing back on. Yeah, yeah. So she pulls her mask down. I'm like, you're beautiful. Why oh. you cover up your smile? And she's like, oh, I just feel like, because her grandma. She's like, I don't want to compromise my grandma. Mm. I'm all, you being here compromises your grandma. Right. Is she saved? Oh, yeah. I'm like, then what does it matter? Well, I don't want to get her sick. You're not going to get her sick. Not being here. Yeah. You, you, you go to school. You, right. you go to a restaurant, anything you touch, yeah. you get her sick. Yeah. But you going into church is probably not going to be the place. That, that's gonna... the thing mm. is like, is like there, there, there was there was such a hypocritical element to it because there, you know. Still is. And yeah, because people didn't miss on their favorite bands to see a concert. No. Mm -mm. Or they didn't miss on an opportunity to see their favorite team or graduation. Well, well they, remember or... when they shut down? Everything. I mean, when it was full shut oh, down? Because yeah, none down. of us knew yeah. to mm -hmm. what, to, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. mean. Obviously, those of us who are not as compliant, yeah, were, were rebellious too. But even then, there was there was still a like I no, don't know what compl this is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't I didn't know we didn't know to what degree 
this was legit. Right. And, and, and it was hard to tell how much of it. I mean, you could smell that it was being pushed, but you, it was hard to tell how what element of it was being pushed. I mean, I, I have an uncle who died, but but I he died because he legitimately got it and he and he was compromised mm. physically yeah, and he already killed him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Pops had two strokes when he mm -hmm. got it, mm -hmm. so I'm not I'm never that person. Is like it wasn't real, but mm -hmm. but I mean, it's just obvious it was being pushed. You yeah, know? it was just super obvious. So there, there was certain things for me, like okay, so this is kind of sound weird for some people like so we're christians us three are christians yeah. i believe that christians have a different kind real christians people that like know the word people that are filled with the spirit that, that love god that are trying to walk in truth we have a discernment mm. and the discernment is the spirit that tells us what is right and what is wrong mm. what is true and what is not true mm. and it doesn't take a genius to figure out if something is being pushed mm down your throat as being this thing that's going to kill you, yep. that's going to destroy the whole human race. Yep. But then you read in your word that Jesus comes back and there's still people on the earth and there's still trees and there's still, uh, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. And then they're telling us what it could do. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people died mm -hmm. and a lot of people got sick and infected and it's still affecting people. But th we're talking about a virus that was, in my own personal opinion, um, mutated, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be by human means or by monkeys, you know, or whatever, whatever they was, say. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a, you know, geo. Yeah, but, yeah, go on. You know what I'm saying? So there were certain things like, for instance, the masking thing, mm -hmm. the social distancing thing, the uh, forced vaccinations and whatnot. And, and I have my own opinions on that. I don't really want to get into that on, mm -hmm. on the air, mm -hmm. but it just seemed like there's there's a bigger agenda here. Yep. And, and I'm not a conspiracy guy. You guys know sure. that. I just sure, I know what I know and I see yep. what I see. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out there's something bigger than this. That, that's mm. the that's the thing is like, um, what, something that I, I often see Christians kind of get pushed into is w when you have discernment. It's like when you could tell someone's lying to you. Mm -hmm. Then what you get end up getting forced into is giving your credentials on whether how much of an expert you are on the subject. Yeah, and it's like I'm not going to get sucked into. A debate about what I know it is. Yeah, I'm just telling you with discernment when I know I'm being lied to. Yeah, so it doesn't mean that yeah. I know all everything that's going on. Yeah, it's just when a pr same thing like you, like a kid. You know, you walk up, hey, what are you doing, man? Like you see a look on his mm -hmm. face or whatever. What are you up to? Nothing. You know he's lying to you. You're yeah, not. Right. You're yeah. not an expert on what he, no, what drugs just, he takes or what what yeah. what he's doing. You just mm -hmm. know your discernment tells you that I, I you're being lied to. Put it on the same. On the same level as my spidey senses were tingling. Right, it's, it's it was like, like that. going yeah. off the rig. Yeah, that's yeah. That exactly. Whole two years, and even now, and now we're starting to figure out that all the stuff that they pushed, yeah, they backed off and said, "Oh, you don't need to do it." But now, like I just heard today on the news, that they're trying to put in that you know the the requirement in the vaccines for kids, and then that's right. going to be that's going to be recommended to the school board, and if they adopt it, then all of your kids now must be, you know, vaccinated with that vaccination on top of all the other ones. Mm. And never, in order for them to go to a school or even private schools. Mm. So what is that going to do? I'm going to tell you what it's going to do. Mm. California is going to empty out. And maybe that's what they want. They want to empty out all the people that can actually use their minds mm. and bring in people from other countries that don't necessarily understand the way. And they have mm -hmm. a, an effective socialist class. They have right. the upper class elites and the lower class mm. people that are coming in from other countries yep. that are basically the slave class is what they want. Mm. They want a worker Obedient. slave class. Obedient, compliant, mm -hmm. ignorant, yeah, um, and that's what they want. But but what they what they 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 don't understand about California people is that is all of us. Mm. We all start from the bottom 
and we work our way up to where right that's 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 mm. the beautiful thing that and truth States. is contagious yeah. you know? truth is contagious yeah. and so they think that we're like these stupid idiots mm. that don't understand things and and it, it you know goes into a bigger discussion when i was talking about and we get into this like uh you know when ephesians talks about there you know that we battle not against flesh and blood but against mm. principalities and powers and, 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 and rulers of darkness and wickedness of high places. Mm. And I was talking about without you know without naming names, but there are there are big shots in the global community, and I will say the global community that they're beyond Republican, Democrat, Libertarians. Mm. They're beyond socialist communism or democracies. They don't they, they stand outside of world leaders. Mm. These people control money and power so much that they can affect literally affect the market mm -hmm. by one single transaction that they make they can call a leader from another country and say hey stop production on this or stop producing this or stop pumping this or stop doing this and instantaneously there's an automatic need in the market and the prices mm -hmm. rise and they're mm -hmm. you know they're they're invested in these companies they make gazillions of dollars and then at the same time they're affecting world policy mm -hmm. So when we read those scriptures in Ephesians, he's not just talking about demonic activity. He's talking about literally people that are inspired all throughout the world in, in, in different places of power and authority. Mm. There, you know, there are secret uh, societies that the world talks about and all this junk, but I believe all that stuff ties into the Antichrist. Mm. And we got into this conversation the other day about, it was last night. The Antichrist is not omniscient. Mm -hmm. He is not omnipresent and he's not omnipotent. Right. So if there is a spirit of the Antichrist, God's spirit is omnipresent, mm. ever existing from the beginning. Is Satan? No. No, he has a beginning mm. and it has an end, mm. right? Mm -hmm. But we also know because he is a spirit, mm. can he, he exist outside of a host body? He, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, abide by the same laws of a physical being of this of this world right is well, that what you kind of getting at kind of like this like somebody asked me has satan always been around i'm like yes mm. he's always been around since the beginning of the earth mm -hmm. since before it was created because we have the story of, of lucifer being thrown down from mm -hmm. heaven yeah and then when he was thrown down to earth as whatever form he took whether it be a dragon or what they say some kind of a you know something that he walked upright mm -hmm. or he walked on four and then after the curse G, or basically God tells him, from now on you will go on your belly. In other words, he took him from an elevated place mm. and brought him down to the dust. Right. Mm -hmm. So from that time on, he's been upon the earth walking to and fro. Mm. We know the story of Job. And so what is his purpose? His purpose is to basically destroy humanity in any way, shape, or form. Economically, politically, spiritually, mm. uh, just sin. He just wants mm. to destroy mankind's existence. Right. Whether it be through world war, catastrophe, uh, they call him the prince and the power of the air. Right. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. If you study it in the Hebrew, mm -hmm. they say that he has the ability to control weather and climate. Mm -hmm. Dang. Right? And what are they talking about? Climate change and all this junk they're talking about. Like, he has the power. There's there's a couple of things in the in the book of Revelation that says some of the curses that he he makes the winds of the four the four winds stop. Mm. Okay? This is one of the curses. Mm. He calls an angel, and the angel. Mm. Think about if there was no current, air current going on the earth, you would have no weather patterns. Mm. You would have cataclysmic things happening upon the earth. Mm. Weather systems changing, like Antarctica. You know, the mm. cold air is coming down from the north. Sure. You wouldn't have trade winds coming to blow the 
the pollen, the pollination, the pollen, yeah, the disease, the, the, yeah. the pollution away, right? Yeah, you have you without without an air current, there's no ocean current, right? Mm. No hot and cold, and then then yeah. the sea becomes like this stagnant, dead, stagnant mm-hmm. thing that they said turns into blood. It's just crazy. All these yeah, weird things. Like you start you start developing this that's interesting. concept of what the end times are going to really look like. Mm. That's interesting because talking about discernment. So like back. Uh, like during COVID, yeah, we talked about like I never deemed myself an expert on wh- who was really a, what was who was really behind pulling strings, right? Mm-hmm. All I knew is that there was an agenda being pushed. I could smell For it. Sure. Like, okay, I don't, I'm not here to stand or choose or be. I'm, I'm not here to have that debate. I'm just here to be a, a, a voice, a trumpet blower. That the voice some, of some, reason. Somebody's <laughs> pushing. Somebody's pushing something. So the other mm-hmm. day, I was I was watching the news and I saw a new thing to me. There was they they showed a map. Uh, it was all like uh, basically San Gabriel Valley and uh, San Bernardino. Like it, it was like the 10 freeway, basically yeah. LA to San Bernardino. And then it had these little dots. It was like green dots up the free, like up the, up the way. Some of them were yellow. Some of them were red. And then it would get like yellow again and another. And they were, and then what they were saying on the news like like the way they have like the weather and like the way they have the wind patterns they show mm-hmm. and the storm patterns, they were like this is the level of toxicity in the air in these locations wow. on regular news, dude. Which I don't watch, by the way. I just happened to be at my family's house and they had the news on, right. and I was like, "This is new. This is this is new. I've I've never seen this before." And they were like, "If you live in this area, you know the the air the air quality's really low, and then in this area it's a little bit better, but you still want to be careful, stay indoors more." And I thought, "I'm being li- like uh, something's being pushed. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet what yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't know how it'll connect to something else. The same thing too, like the whole energy saving thing. The the you know, I know when something's being pushed on me. Right, like sure. you know when they I have a friend who bought one of those little fancy little knobs that you put in your house to make it your air conditioner or whatever." And and then he when it got really really hot he got like a regulation mm-hmm. on like what he what he could or couldn't do. He would set it at a certain. Yeah, time. he had yeah. to set. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't go above this or yeah. whatever. And I know when something's being pushed. Like yeah. I don't. I'm not saying I know what somebody's up to. There's probably a bunch of people in my own circle that could right now be like, "Oh, uh, Mikey, yeah, that's this. That's what I've been telling you." Yeah. And I'm not I'm, I'm not here to say that they're wrong or, or any right, of that stuff. Exactly. So I'm just saying I know when I'm being lied to. I know when somebody's pushing something on me. It's like. It's like when a, a, a somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Perfect example right here. Somebody you haven't seen in a long time. I'm gonna jab at somebody right now. I hope I, hope I don't offend anybody listening. No names, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> no, but somebody calls you up that you haven't heard from in a long time. Like, hey, what's up, Scott? Yeah. Hey, what's up, dude? And they're like, How you been, man? I've been thinking about you, man. I'm thinking about you too. Listen, what do you do for a living right now? Like already, bells start going. Like, mm-hmm. dude, red flags all over the place. What do I do? Like. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a construction worker. Like, do you enjoy your job? How much do you get paid, dude? And you start sounding salesman-y to me? Mm-hmm. Bro, just don't call me yeah. as a friend. I'm not, I'm not even mad if you're like, hey, I know I haven't talked to you in a long time, but I got this business thing I'm working on, and I was going to try to reach out to everybody I knew. Boom, I'm cool with that. I'll have yeah, that discussion. Yeah. But, but don't pre- give me your pitch. But yeah. pretending, yeah, on me, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the 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 like the, there's one sense of smell that I haven't lost. It's that, right? It's like, yes, yeah. dude, I can't stand that. Baloney like, snot, exactly. dude. It, it 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 drives me insane, dude. Yeah. And and so it's it's similar to that when, whenever a person's being ingenuine to me, it's like, it's so hard to continue the conversation, yeah. you know? Because it's like, dude, you're not being, you're you're. So the same thing too, though, with things being pushed, yeah. agendas being pushed. And 
so th- there's like the major scale, right? Obviously, the, the book of Revelation, there's like there's like the big picture of what's happening in the end times. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's that small picture too, like, because you're involved in ministry, you see all the different avenues of it from the mom who's got a failed marriage mm-hmm. and is just bringing her pot-smoking son to, to the high school room and she's barely trying to get saved. What can you can you kind of walk us a little bit through the discernment it takes to let's say that woman just came off a terrible relationship. She's raised in a liberal family or whatever, and she just has no idea about the eye-opening things that happen after the long term when you're as a Christian. You start looking at abortion, you start looking at your eyes get open to all of these subjects. But when you first walk in the in the gate, you've been prepped by the world, the lost world, right? Like that, even the good people in in this hypothetical woman's life are talking about women's choice or talking about, you know, how Obama was such a great president. We miss him. We need another guy like him. Mm. Can you, can you kind of like talk Mm. a little bit about the level of discernment it takes to hold back for the sake of growing somebody like when they first walk in, do you know what I'm talking about? Like they walk in and they're and they're from the lost world, and and right away you have your buddies to your right and to your left. You know how they all feel, and they're right about to. Oh, did you see what shirt she was wearing? Mm-hmm. You could yeah. tell she's a. And you're like, no, nah, chill, dude. Like, yeah. Like let let this person be watered. Do you experience a lot of that stuff having people come in? Or yeah, I mean, yeah, especially when you deal with young people and families and whatnot. I think mm-hmm. all of us have. You guys have always been around that block, but. Like that, that scenario you just said, I just dealt with that mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, you know, about a kid, and he, you know, we get this a lot. They hang out with us over the summer. They get attached. They make a lot of cool friends. They go on a missions trip, and they're all hyped up on Jesus, right? Mm. Or hyped up on the church and the new, the newness, the, the yeah. newness of that yeah. whole dynamic. New and, friends, pretty girl, whatever. They're, yeah, yeah, they're still hooking up with girls here right, and there, right, right. and they're still smoking weed. Sure. And they, you know. And then they're in the parking lot after leaving church fighting with their dad in the parking lot. Mm. And you're like, dude. And you're just going out there and you're trying to be the peacemaker. And you already know the hangups he has with mom and dad. You know the hangups he has on his personal life. You know the hangups he has mentally and emotionally and familiar, you know, relationships. And I'm, and I'm stepping in the middle of the fray, you know. And I'm just like not trying to step on the parents, not trying to step mm. on the grandparents, not trying to step on the kid. Mm. Just trying to like bring peace to the situation, you mm. know. And it's just like speaking right to him. You know, and and it's different for every person, mm-hmm. but I think you guys would appreciate it because that's the way God dealt with us. It wasn't yeah. like a, I don't know, I, I'm not into the churchy. There's so many people that do evangelism in different ways. Like sure. I just I had to do a teach a teach a class on this, uh, you know, uh, effective discipleship and leadership over at um, you know my buddy's church and hmm. it, and uh, I don't want to say the church, but okay. it, it was really cool. It was an opportunity two weeks in a row for their school of ministry. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's funny when you're talking about a subject that you've done your whole life, but you've mm. never really thought about the formulation of it or mm. how that looks. Mm. Just not, not giving experience, but like it's a biblical sure, it's sure. A biblical approach. The things God's taught you. Yeah, the good things yeah. God's taught you, things you've learned from your pastor and from ministry and sure. experience. And then you see it played out in, in lives over the course of years, all yeah. of us. And you could say, and you could you could step back, and I think all of us could put like ten people that we know that are no longer walking with God, mm. and we could say, well, that Living, one, yeah, yeah, that one left because of this, that one left because of this, that, and all of them compiled mm. is going to be the same thing. It they took their you. eyes off the Lord, sure. They put their eyes on the world or mm. on themselves, 
and they walked away from the faith. Done. Mm -hmm. That's all it really takes. That's true. And, and so coming from that perspective and having been there and done that, you know, not really walked away from God, but fallen on my face a few times. I try to approach these guys in the same way that I would want to be approached. Hmm. Like, don't tell me I'm a failure. Like, even when the kid said that, I feel like I'm a freaking F up. And he kept hmm. saying that. Hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're not. You're not. A, you're not. Hmm. You know, you're a person. You're a kid. You're trying to figure it out. You're screwing up because that's all you know. Yeah. But you, you're trying to do this on your own. You're trying to say, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get better. Church ain't going to make you better. Hmm. Church is going to make you feel better. But then when you walk out, it's going to make you feel bad because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Hmm. But he doesn't know how to go from like hearing about it mm. and learning about how to be good. Then how do I ad adapt that to my life? How do mm. I how do I make that happen? Mm. How do I put the rubber to the to the road, so to speak? Mm -hmm. And I said, Do you not understand what surrender is? I'm like, You're you're fighting, right? You're cringing. You're all mm. upset. You're mad. You're you're in the parking lot. You want to mm. fight everyone. I'm all, You're only fighting. I said, Why are you being Saul? And he's like, What? Who's who's Saul? Mm. He doesn't, he's not even familiar with the story. Mm. I'm all, You're fighting against God like Saul of Tarsus. You're, you're literally kicking against God and you're losing. It's not your mom, not your dad, not your grandparents, not me. It's not school. It's not, it's just you fighting with God. And that's what rebellion is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Isn't original rebellion in like in the Garden of Eden, Eve kicking back against God. Mm -hmm. Satan put it in her head. Didn't God say this? And mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, he said that, but this is what he, mm -hmm. and he says, no, this is what he meant. And then he began to redefine. Yeah, he perverts it. He perverts twists, yeah. what God said mm -hmm. and then interject his own half-truth in yeah. there and got her to, to turn. Mm -hmm. and, and isn't that what it is? It's just a gradual turning. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like you've heard the saying, there go I by the grace of mm -hmm. God. Like, it's mm -hmm. easy just to turn your head. That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you, one of the things, I was actually just talking about this before you came as we were gossiping about you now, it's good. I was talking <laughs> yeah, about. I'm sorry, I should have. No, no, I was talking. No, <laughs> as I was talking about, um, there, there really is this, this, uh, this dynamic, this, this uniqueness, and it's one of the things I've always loved about you, man. Is um, there's a difference between herding a, a, a flock of sheep and then meeting the one versus the ninety nine, like the stray sheep. And yeah. People will think they know you because they watch you herd a flock right the 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 camaraderie the jabs the yeah. the the gathering you know the sort of like you know if there's a little rebellion over here you could shut it down there's just, just there's just a way to keep a flock in line but it's it people will think they know until un, until they're the one the one who strayed off and they'll get a completely different scott in those in those moments and yeah. I, i've experienced that you know the contrast, like thinking that I knew you from a distance in the seasons when I just sat in the back, you know, kind of got an idea of how you heard a, a, a flock. But to, to my surprise in, in moments when I felt like I was on the ground or when I felt like I had fallen short, there was like a, an outpouring of this grace that I didn't expect to get. And, and I, over the years of our closeness, like I've come to realize that those things that seem like Satan's victories, those little failures, those little areas in the Lord, they just ended up bleeding Christ's compassion on these people that are these waywards, these kids, the kid I effed up in the parking yeah, lot, you yeah. know, like, um, and I think that's just such a beautiful thing, dude. Like, um, and, and, and it takes an understanding to be able to, you, 
Because there's guys that they're, they're, oh, I'm compassionate. I'm just so gracious. You know, that's the way. You, you try to go hurt a flock of people without knowing how to, like, be on your toes and, and, and rally them in, you're going to get trampled by them. So you have to know how to sort of be on, on the step with the large group. But then there's this tremendous amount of compassion on the individual. Hmm. You get, like, Jesus at the, at the well with the woman. You get, you know. I like those moments the best. And, and, mm-hmm. and not to cut you off. No, no, that's that's what I'm get, I, I digging think, at. I um, think, like you say, flock. I I don't see myself as ever having a flock. I see myself as having a scattered group of kids. A herd, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And, and at different times, <laughs> yeah. it'd be like you know one or two or three or four or five. But just like loving on those individuals one at a time, and then mm. another one will come, and you love on him, mm. and and you have those moments of like warfare, and then you have moments of peace, and. Mm. Like right now, we're going through a, a shifting right now, and it happens every three years with the high school ministry, where mm. a lot of my older seasoned leaders are they faded out, mm. and for and, and for no reason that I could see that are that are good, mm. in mm. my personal opinion. And I love them all dearly, and I would say this to them, and if they were listening, I'd say the same thing. You know, there's a lot of self when they're saying I'm going to step away because of X, Y, Z, and I'm listening to the, what they're saying, and, and none of it's like. I'm going to serve God over here. It's more like, uh, I don't feel, or I think that, and I'm like... It's the difference when someone backs mm. away versus marches forward, you know? Yeah, because like, you can yeah. march forward, like you're marching Onto something through else, this yeah. ministry, and I'm, the Lord's taking me yeah, over here. Yeah, I'm like, right, right on, go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Let me pray for you, encourage you, send you out. But when I see them leave and then sit, retracting. and then you don't see them anymore, or they're not involved anymore, mm. and then mm. when you talk to them, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh come on, like yeah. really? Like, and then I just want to like slap them and be like, right. "Are you dumb? Like, why are you sleeping right now? You're mm. wasting time." Mm. Right. Because I notice in my own life when I'm falling back from mm. the from from the battle. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be in the thick of it. Uh, it is trying. It's tiring. It's it's laborious. Mm. It's mundane at times. It's exciting at times. But it's. It's just what we are. It's who we are. It's just like, I don't know any other way. Mm. Like, and somebody asked me the other day, like, it was actually a question that came up in leadership, like, and uh, uh, Dale posted eight questions on a devotion we did the other Sunday. It was Monday morning. Well, I would have liked to have been flying Yeah, it was good. I wrote, I wrote them all down, too. Yeah. It was like, um, would you do this if you weren't getting paid for it? I'm like, yeah, I was doing it before I got paid for yeah, it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Would you do this if no one uh, if no one gave you any recognition? Well, Already do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, would you do this if everybody talked bad about you and and you had no accolades? I'm all. Mm. I'm a youth guy. That's what we do. We yeah, get yeah. no love yeah. from nobody. You know, like half the time people are like, Scott's amazing. That jerk always tells me off. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm not here to make friends yeah, like that. Like, right. all I really care about is at the end of the day, and, and you know when it'll really pan out. Sad to say, and I hope my family and my kids, and then the kids in the ministry and people like you guys will come and have something to say at my my memorial. Mm-hmm. Like, his life was about this, and it's a very small thing. He was about God's business, mm-hmm. raising up God's people, encouraging God's people. Mm-hmm. Wasn't perfect by any, any, in any stretch of the imagination, but he just tried to love with compassion the same way that God loved him in compassion. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I care about. Yeah. I just want to be faithful to the little that God has given me. You know what I mean? I don't have a huge flock. But you know what I'm funny? When I was standing in the bathroom and I was looking at this, I'm like, this is it. This, this is exactly it. And it. There aren't any very many churches that we know that are global, huge churches. And if they are, they have to start here. 
They got to start with the one, the two. Like, how's your church going? Oh, we got the homeless guy. We got yeah, this one yeah. person. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. And those two will breed two more. And then you got your families. Yeah. Those are huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like we look at it always like, because we're used to seeing like 50, 60, 70 people. Get. Yeah. And like I went to the Midwest over the summer and watched these churches that were like 25. You know, mm. the biggest one was like a couple hundred. Yeah. And they, and the attitude there was kind of like, yep. you know? Yeah. Mm. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Like, this is like my youth group. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah that's funny. But actually, our youth group that we brought up there it was bigger than was the church. Quadrupled, yeah. tripled the size of some mm. of the churches. Yep. As a matter of fact, they were the only youth in the church. I remember Texas. being in Texas one time and they had this giant parade. Everyone was talking about this giant parade that gets put on and, and, they, and then this parade started and, and uh, it looked like, it looked like something the high schoolers would have thrown together. Like, and I'm standing there and I'm thinking. And then all of a sudden, this one lady that was there, she leans over. She's like, where did you say you were from? I'm like, L.A. She's like, you guys got that uh, Rose Parade out there in Pasadena? I'm all, I'm all yeah. She's all. <laughs> she knew She yeah. knew in that moment that I was like, this is the yeah, like, <laughs> like short there's bus. A, there's you know? a fire truck and three cars. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's cardboard some, cutouts. Yeah, it's you like know? some kids with, a, yeah. with some trombone. Jump. But... And right. that's 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 funny, dude. And and that's you know, because I've always been a realist. Like anytime I went and got involved in ministry, like you know, when it's five people, it's five people. I don't. But yeah, but it was crazy, bro. You should have seen just the look in the five people's eyes, you know. And dude. and I'm always like a realist. I'm like, look, dude. Like a big part of the things that God has done. When I look at the big things He's done, yeah, has been the big change in my heart in seasons He brought me through. You know. Hmm. Um, one of the things that God's really been speaking to me about is I've seen churches that have like, say like a 15 people leadership mm. and nobody's really coming really to the church, right? Yeah. It's got like 15 people, right. they're kind of a church star. They got like pretty solid people. Some of them are like old friends with each other. Hey, you know, I always have your back. You just name the day I'll be there kind mm. of thing. And 15 solid people all getting, coming together and they know they know the game of endurance so they so their leadership is like all right lord we know you're going to do a work you know we know we know you're here to to do something just show us what you want us to do just show us what 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 to do next if it's flyers if it's if it's handing out if it's at a park you mm -hmm. know and and 15 people are sitting there looking at a back door hoping somebody will come through and not one of those 15 or the pastor leading that church can see that he has 15 people in front of him exactly mm. and and that there's and that there's 15 people there who are not thirsty to hear god's voice mm. they're thirsty for someone to hear god's voice yeah and 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 sadly who ends up paying for it is the pastor because he's wondering why he isn't experiencing that tremendous outpouring through him of god right but in reality it is there's 15 people there who weren't asking god to speak to them so they showed up in a room to serve. To, yeah, to, to not to hear God. So yeah. why is God going to show up? Yeah. And mm. the pastor's feeling the way, like, I'm not doing my job. No, dude. God, it's not that you're not doing your job. It's that there was nothing to say because the people weren't thirsty to hear it. Now, let's contrast this with the three-people leadership. Mm. A three-people leadership who prayerfully said, Lord, I, I need to hear your voice today. And they showed up, three people. And they sat there and they said, I got to hear from you, God. Mm -hmm. I got to hear from you. Like, like I'm, I, I, I'm not who I should be or I'm not. I'm, there's more that you want to purge out of my life. There's, 
there's a there's a thing creeping in in my child or there's a thing and they're they're wide awake bro they're aware of how there's little compromises and deep in their heart and little things that aren't even outright fledgingly sin but they could feel it creeping or knocking at their door and so they're there to hear god's voice dude that pastor could experience the tremendous outflowing of god through him just pouring shoving through him because of the amount of eagerness to hear god's voice that's in that three-person room for sure and god's just really been ministering to me about that because that truth is the same truth even in two churches that both have 3,000 people. Yeah. Mm. There's 3,000 thirsty people who want to hear God's voice over here, and there's 3,000 people who know their role and are going to hang on to their title, going to make sure that they run this thing like a machine. Yeah. And these two churches are not the same, even if they got 3,000 people, you know? Yeah. So that's where I always, I feel some, it's always like little churches that I bump into that love to jab at bigger churches are like, oh, it's not personal. You've heard the, the yeah. basic stuff. And then stuff. when they <laughs> get big, they become just something But it's funny that the, the, the big mm-hmm. conversation is about the big work that God's doing versus the small work because people aren't really wanting so to hear. All the work that God does is big. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It, it, all, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. it, it, Literally, if you're in a church and you got 10 people, you got five people, mm-hmm. that's a big work. Mm-hmm. In those five lives, that's the biggest work you could do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Until he brings more people. Yep. What did Chuck always say? Yeah. You just focus on those five people. You make them the most loved, the most well-kept, the most well-fed sheep. That's it. And then his, his principle and his, and, and, and his philosophy was sheep will beget sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at right now, get. Scott. And that's, that's it. And don't forget it that's because, true. I mean... You know, I could be the guy in the youth ministry. I could be in the church, too. And I've heard Raul a couple of times. Eight people are leaving. We have empty seats. It goes up and down. It's mm. seasonal. You know, people yeah. like, they're sheep. Yeah. They're sheep. They go where the other sheep go. Yeah, there's a little song over here. I'm yeah. going to go walk yeah, over there. They're, yeah. they're doing things bigger and better yeah. over here. And they come and go, and they come and go, and they come and go. The faithful will stay. Mm-hmm. And then you have your old wineskins. Yeah. And then you have some people that are fresh and new. And it's just always constantly, it's like a stream. Mm-hmm. People come, constantly coming in, coming out. But it's God who brings the people. Mm-hmm. It's God who fills the seats. It's God who pays the bills. It's God who brings the increase. It's God who does the subtractions. Mm-hmm. God lifts up. God puts down. God anoints. God, you know, he brings, he does it. It's God's work. All we have to do is be faithful to keep ourselves in the love of God. Mm-hmm. And be open to whatever he wants to do in us. It's not that hard. It's mm. not rocket science. You know, it's like people are like, oh, how many? How did you get into ministry? Oh, I applied. You know, went on to you know. No, it's like I, the last thing I ever thought about doing was ministry. Mm. And I just, I just knew that there were kids whose lives were screwed up and they needed Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's all I knew, mm. and that's all I know. That's, I still try to keep that simplicity. It's not that hard. You know, we get phone calls all the time of like, and the stuff people get themselves into is it's <laughs> like. I, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, well, well, let's pray because they're they're into some stuff. They're like yeah. head deep in some craziness. You no, know, I want to ask you something. Yeah. In in relation to that, I'm I'm right now been thinking about people who are non-believers mm. and ministering to them, pouring into them. Because there's been a, a couple people in my life recently where I want to kind of encourage them towards things that are holy and things that are right. And then and there's parts of me that I, I, I come to this realization, like, they're not even saved. So then I have to wrestle with, well, okay, well, I, what, what is my purpose then in the moment? I was talking about it today with Lisette. 
Like, uh, like, let me give you an example, like a person at work. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're into some stuff. Into some stuff, but at the same time, God's given me their ear. Right. Where they're, they're open to, to hearing what I'm about and what I do and, and why I believe what I believe. And I was talking to Lisette today. I was like, you know what? I think if I come at a person from a place of, hey, I just want to let you know, um, like I care for you and I want you to, you know, I care for your well-being, then cool, I could kind of tell them some things that, I, like, I don't think you should do that in your life. I don't think you should be living in this uh, relationship or whatever yeah. it, it might be. But how do you approach maybe non-believers in, in your life, in your family, work, well, not work, but well, yeah, <laughs> well, even yeah, then. Well, yeah. My work is, know? that's what I do. You yeah. know? Um, how do I approach it? It's all, it's all different. You know, yeah. it's every different person. But I think, and I'll get straight to it, personal relationship. Mm-hmm. It's real hard to get personal with somebody unless you're getting to know them. Mm-hmm. You can't walk up to Joe Blow on the street and go, hey, do you know Jesus? And then just start pounding him with a word. It's like, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. just seems not genuine. Yep. Like you have to, like the way Jesus dealt with people, like the woman at the well, you brought it up. I love that story. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because he, he purposed in his heart to go there. It says he had to go through Samaria and it was completely out of the way. Mm. In other words, he had a purpose and a task. So he already had in his mind, I'm going there to minister to this woman. He's God. Right? Mm. And then he meets the woman there and he just strikes up a dialogue. Hey, can I get a drink? And then it just opens up this can of worms. Mm. And he knew where it was going. He let he literally just let it happen. You know. One of the things I was talking to my buddy on the way over here is you ever think about, and this is this is crazy, you ever think about the common everyday things that happen in the Bible that God uses to mm. show people spiritual things? Like for instance, mm. my buddy's on a farm right now. Mm. He's in a farm in Texas right now, <laughs> taking care of like acres of land for a friend of his. I'll get you. And he's taking care of some horses, four horses. Two of them are young, you know, real young, real able. Like I strong, feel a sermon building strong, already. Strong, yeah. strong horses. Right. And, and then he's dealing with a blind horse mm. and then a donkey. Hmm. Okay. Wow. So the two young ones are always coming in, punking the blind horse, stealing its food. The donkey hangs out with the blind horse, but when the other two are around, it strays away and goes away because they punk him too. Mm. So then he's constantly like trying to, to bring this blind horse to find its food and give it water and he has to lead it and guide it and you know it's just this crazy fun. I'm like he's got sermons in front of him <laughs> so get this so get this and he's currently going through a situation where he prayed for two years for the Lord to direct him to a, just a bunch of guys that he could just grow with because all the churches are whack where he's at and God gives him this group of guys a Bible study they, they sit around on Mondays they bring eat steaks and talk about God but the guy that leads the study is doctrinally off mm. and so he is raised like born and bred in calvary he knows doctrine he knows and these red flags going off and so the guy's like giving about the sower of the seeds you know and he's talking about sower the seeds and the guy's like we're the seed and god's trying and he and the guy's like mm, i, I got to make a correction on that he's like we're the seed he's sharing out of luke he's like, are you sharing out of mark he's like go back to luke he says we are the, we are not the seed the seed is the word of god mm-hmm. And the sower is us and the Holy Spirit, and we're out there to sow seeds, and God brings the increase, right? And he's talking about the sower sows the seed, and there's four different types of heart, and he's talking about this, right? And the guy's like, well, you know, it's a metaphoric. He's like, no, it's actually literal. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and so he starts getting into this. Well, there's a divide in the study now because one of the guys that he's befriended has give, been given some really bad counsel by some of the leaders of this group. 
And so he finds himself in the middle. He's not trying to like bad talk them. He's not trying to subvert or create division, but he's like, he cannot remain silent mm. when they're teaching false doctrine and they're leading people astray. And so as he's ministering to these horses and bringing a blind horse to eat and won't drink, and he's like, it's so crazy what they say about bringing a, a horse to water and can't make mm -hmm. him eat or drink him up. That's what you're dealing with with these guys, right? You've got, he's got a Jew that loves this guy. He loves him. He's like, I love the way you talk to me straight out. Like, you're mm -hmm. telling me this and that. And he's questioning his own faith, mm. and, but he's definitely interested in Christianity. He's got some non-believers. He's got some half-witted Christians and some new-agey dudes. It's just crazy. Mm. And as he's telling me about this farm situation, I'm like, sounds like God's ministering to you. And he went out there to hear from God. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like God's telling me anything. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I'm like, do you remember when God's telling the prophet, go down to the house of the potter? I was like, walk down the street, go into that place where the guy makes pottery, and just go watch him. Mm. Guy's like, all right. He says, behold, I stood at the house of the potter, and, in, and the potter was sitting at the, at the wheel, basically, and he was creating something with his hands. And what he began to create, and I'm paraphrasing, yeah. it, it became marred in his hands or messed up. So it says he recreated something that was useful to the potter. Mm. And then he tells the, the, what did you see? And he tells him what he sees. And he says, can I not do with Israel what I've done with the clay? Can I not reform, reform them and mold them into mm. something that is useful to me? Mm. So that's the house of a potter. Then you got the sower of the seeds. Mm. It's a farming mm. thing, okay? And then, and then what is he talking about? Um, There's a couple others I was talking about. They're just commonplace things right. that God would tell the people, and then it would bring about this conversation. Mm. Fishing. Hmm. To cast your nuts on the other side. Yeah. These guys are fishermen. They're seeing, oh, come on, dude, I've been here mm -hmm. all night. Jesus says, just try it. Mm -hmm. And they caught more fish than they could. And then he says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Yep. Mm -hmm. Always using applicable things. The fig tree, right. bearing the fruit. Fig tree, I, yeah, normal yeah. things from their yeah. everyday life. So in your mm -hmm. approach, they're telling you things that are happening in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. Use it. See the sermon in it. See the sermon in it. I mean, the sermon... You are the sermon. Yeah, God, right, right. God gives you the words and he gives you the enlightenment through his spirit to bring that stuff to light. You know what I mean? Like mm. as, I, as he's telling me about this farm thing, I'm like, hello? Mm. Okay, they're not sheep, but they're horse. They're dumb. One's blind and one's yeah. stealing food and the other ones are yep. you know, cocky and, and he's trying to get. And then at the same time, and the Lord was speaking the other day, pulling weeds in the yard. Mm -hmm. I yeah. need to get outside. That's solid. So uh, I went away on a missions trip. And the last thing on my to-do list, because I make a to-do list for everything before I leave, mm. pack this, do this, take care of this, pay this bill, blah, 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 blah. The thing at the top of my list, it didn't get done. Mow the backyard. Mm. Okay, so I didn't mow the backyard. It was already like, you know, six, eight inches high. I'm all crud. I have a push mm -hmm. mower. I don't have a power mower. I have a push mower for a reason. It's never going to go down. It's all dependent upon me. Mm -hmm. I don't need gas. I need oil. It doesn't yep. make any noise. Yep. And it's just, work. And it works. Yeah. It's it's a hard work, yeah, but yeah. it's good work. It's a yeah, workout. For sure. Yeah. And so, but what happened was while I was gone, uh, the sprinklers kept watering, the grass kept growing, and then weeds came, started coming up. And I had mm. crabgrass here, clover here, and this sound. I'm like, ugh. So when I got back, we're talking six weeks of no mowing. Mm. And then finally, I kept putting it off. It goes so long, it's so long, it's going to take forever. Mm. It took me two days because I had to go in before I even cut any of the grass on my hands and knees and tear out all the weeds. Mm. And some of them have gotten deep. I had to grab a screwdriver, get them in there, and dig out all the root of the, and some of them were like this long, digging out dandelions and weeds. I had a pile of weeds. Mm. But then when I looked over my lawn, there was nothing but grass left. Mm. Pulled out all the crabgrass. It took me a full six hours Dang. to root it all out. 
Hmm. Now I can mow the lawn. Okay? And the Lord ministered to me. That's sin. Mm-hmm. You got to get on your hands and knees and get to the root of it. And get it, get out. it all out. If not, first you let it go. Yeah, you let it go. It's going to spread. Yep. And and the Lord ministered to me. Yeah. It's just a simple little thing like that. Yep. You know. Mm. And so I was using that as an illustration. You know. Mm. And so going back to your original question, dealing with non-believers, they're already sh- you already know what they're into. You've been there. Mm-hmm. We've all been on that cycle of stupid for a long time. We know what they're going through. We know what they're feeling. We know how empty they are. We know that they still want to do that crap, right? We already know that. And so we're coming from a, a, a from a, an approach of like, been there, done that, mm. but we're not going to come at them, been there, done that. We're going to come out and like, amen. It sounds to me like where you're at right now, and you could say, you're mm. not happy. Like, mm. you're telling me about this relationship with this girl. You're telling me this and that, and the red flags are up, and... I, I believe God's kind of trying to show you something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and trying to steer them away from those things. You want to steer them close to the Lord because that's, that's what we're doing, right? We're those Amen. air traffic controller guys. Yeah. Come to the light, you know, mm-hmm. like that's all we do. Mm-hmm. And so as they're speaking, like the woman, uh, you know, <laughs> go get your husband. Uh, I don't have a husband. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, you don't yeah. know why you don't have a husband. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like mm-hmm. super little yeah. conversations yep. that led into this big revelation mm-hmm. of who he actually was. Yeah, I... I, And so that's how I would approach your friends that are mm, not believers. Right on. Using their lives in contrast to yours and saying, look, man, I used to roll like that too. Mm. And let me share you kind of like what God did with me. And then Mm. like, I believe God's trying to pull you in a different direction. Mm, That's solid. For sure. Like that. Yeah. But what were you saying? No, I was just... uh, I was remembering... I I like... uh, I like how your your the illustration you gave of your friend and the horses mm-hmm. and there's something about a man who's saying to God Lord I don't know speak to me that sends that makes God send a, a believer like yourself to talk to him and in the season when I remember there was a season in my life after I got saved when I wanted to utilize my natural talents to now bring glory to God. That's like that was like an early thing for me. Like, like okay, I have music, talents. Music stuff. Yeah, yeah ta- talents, yeah. music, and then I never feared like crowds. That never gave me like the anxiety that other people get to be yeah. in front of people. And and then communication. Like, you know, it's easy for me to talk to people. It's easy for me to communicate thoughts through illustration. And so, but but the thing that I didn't understand yet was was um, the purging, like the 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 breaking. Right, I just wanted to hit the ground running, and just say, "Look, these are things God gave me. I love the Lord, and I'm going to use everything that I have to bring glory and honor to God." What hole? Where, where's the hole in that? There's right, no right. hole in that in, in the young me mind, you know. Right. And in this climb, you know, I would, I, I was, I, would, I had enough insight to like listen between the lines. Like, if if there was a leader that says something like, "I don't want to see guys doing," boom, I'd record that away. Okay, don't don't be doing that, Mike. Yeah. Like, you know, or you know, Arlie talks, you know, with me and young ladies or whatever. And, and I'd, I'd pick up and I'd be, okay, cut that back. I, and, but it was always this, ref, my work of molding myself and utilizing the gifts, the talents that I have to try to just bring as much glory to God as I could. And in this climb uh, effort of mine, um, I didn't have a concept really of, breaking of desperation of 
knowing nothing and having nothing. There was only like what I have to offer and what more I'm going to gain to be even more effective. Right. Right. And this was the chase. And, and, and to some degree, I found it like, you know, you, you, you make friends and they, they kind of, oh, that was pretty good, bro. Or, you know, you do some hip hop somewhere and some people pay attention and you, you know, give an altar call or something. And people get saved and it's exciting. And you turn around and you, you do your singing thing over here, your rapping thing over here, a little speaking thing over here and just kind of working around anywhere. And, I remember getting to a place where there were some people that were like cool with it. They were like, it felt like they were like, yeah, man, that's cool. God's doing work in your life. And one of the things that would happen to me, I remember so clearly, and this would often happen to me then I'd be somewhere and somebody, some little wise guy kid or somebody that's opposing maybe an atheist, or I got questions, you know, for the pastors here or whatever. And they come with their little typical jabs or whatever. And when a, when a group of young people would sort of hit a wall, I remember a couple of times they would be like, I don't know, what do you think about that, you know? And, and there would be this sort of like, well, I, you know, I got I to gotta make sure I don't look stupid right now, you know? And I'd hit them with the, the one-two that I just recently read on Pastor Chuck's book or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I was watching a YouTube video, an old Walter Martin thing about Kingdom of the Colts. So I hit him with the one-two with that. And I had some stuff in the, in the bag that I was ready to go. But in the season that, in my season that I've kind of learned to refer to as like the wilderness, you know, like all that stuff disappeared, bro. Like he, he, there was no more people be like, oh, Mike's got some insight for this. None of that stuff. In fact, I remember even got all the way to the point where somebody was like, hey, I heard you're a pastor. And I was like, yeah, I used to be, you know, like even got to that point. Like I just felt like somewhere I failed and somewhere I was far from God. Mm. But what I had now which I learned later to be even more golden was I had desperation for him. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I need, I need you to do something here, man. Like, I don't know what to say to fix this, how my wife's heart feels like, mm-hmm. like how I feel so far and, and awkward. Like I, I remember feeling like, like I was fake smiling, you know, around my people. Like I was around sinners so much, even though I wasn't, I, I never drank, I never, none of those things, but I was around them so much that somehow I became estranged from my people. I felt like I'd be, I'd be around my people and I, I felt like I was like fake smiling or something because I was bummed. I was sad, you know, I didn't, and I felt like I had failed. And, but what was growing that was new was, was desperation. Like, Lord, I want it. I, I don't know what to say to these coworkers. I don't know what to say. And I need you to help me. I need you to give me something. I don't know where to go with this. I don't know where to go with this with my wife, with my finances, all this stuff. And, and I felt the Lord's voice speak to me. He was like, where I take you, don't forget this. Like, don't let this disappear when you return to a place where a platform is given to you where people are heeding your voice and they're recognizing the work I'm doing through you. Don't forget this, like this desperate, yeah, yeah, this desperate, like in need, you know, and there's something healthy, bro, about not the the bag of tricks and the memorized, you know, rebuttals to, oh, I know if they're going to go to the topic of abortion, they're going to go to the topic of politics. Like I have some stuff in my pockets and stuff, but there's something in the example that keeps coming up, a theme sort of of this conversation, the woman at the well, where the, the, he, will, he will have never used the lines he said to that woman there 
and he will have never used them again. Mm. No. You no. know, it was for that woman and it was hearing that woman and it was speaking to that woman. It was specific and, to her, yes. And, mm. and I think like that... he didn't go there to meet anybody but her. Right. right. And, yeah. and I think there's something in what you're saying even to Sal about... To a degree, you could say, like, this is what you're looking for, but he's going to have to tailor make the answer, the conversation right. for mm-hmm. that person yeah, in particular, you know, and... Um, but that's what I'm saying. Each individual person that comes in right, has right. their own it's story. Their, it's their, their it's that, and it takes the living spirit of God right. and a person to, to experience to that. Yeah. what they're going through. Like, and, Jesus discerned exactly where she was coming from, what she was after, mm-hmm. and what she was needing. Yeah. And the same spirit, we have that same spirit. He's going to tell you, like, this person needs this. Like, I spoke at South Hills the other day. Dude, sometimes I feel like I'm done. You know, like, I, I'm not, not I'm done, but just like, God, are you using me anymore? Like, mm. can I? And then when I go and and I'm given a study, and, and it was just it was this really crazy thing. He changed my study before I went to the st- school. Mm. I've been teaching doctrines, like basically chopped up doctrines, mm. told it. But now some of these classes or some of these schools were only on there twice a month instead of every week. Mm. So it's hard to pick up where you left off sure. after you missed a week. It's gotta have like little. So yeah. he changed my message, and I and I was teaching out of Matthew four when he's talking about um, follow me mm. and I will make you fishers of men, right? And I got on this thing about who are you following? Think about it, because these guys were lifelong, they had the fishing business on the Sea of Galilee. I mean, you can't screw that up if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Even a bad fisherman's gonna make some money. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, that's what they do for a living. And he comes to them in a place where they're comfortable. He comes to them in a place where they, this is all they know. And he says, leave it follow me i got something better and they're like what and they Mm. do they leave their nets and so i was sharing with the kids i'm like who are you following Mm. i'm like everybody in this this society that we live in right now on social media is all about getting someone to follow but why do you follow that person because you vicariously live through them you want to be like them they're they do something that you can't do or they live a life that you can't have Mm. or they they just, you know, I mean, mm. you, we, we're jealous. We want that. But why is it that we're so emulating people in the world? We want to follow them, but we can't follow Jesus. Mm. And Paul said, follow me or imitate me as I imitate Christ. He's literally saying, walk after me as you see my footsteps walking after Christ. Mm. And we don't do that. Mm. And so I said, so the, my whole study was based on that, like, who are you following and Why? And, and and let me preface this by saying, and who's following you? Mm. And which way are you leading them? Mm. And it just developed into this deep, and mm. every kid was sitting, we had, there were 40 chairs in the classroom, and I bring a bunch of pizzas, and there another 20 kids came in, they're sitting on the floor, and they came in late. But dude, you could hear a pin drop. I took, mm. I took one of my buddies with me from the young guy that's kind of training up right now. He went to that school, and we were just blown away. I walked out of there going, that was you know when you feel that move of God's spirit? Yeah. That was just, you could see their eyes are like, mm. Mm. like they're sucking up every, because it's hitting them. The yeah. Holy Spirit is speaking to them. It wasn't me. Yeah. Because I did not even know what I was going to share. But the Lord gave me this little study just out of this devotion that I was, you know, mm. putting together. And I was <laughs> like, but you, it, it, you just, you felt like hearts were getting stabbed. Mm. And it was cool. That was I, I just walked up to a couple of students like, hey, you've never come before it. And just talking to these kids, I'm like, dude, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never heard that before. That was so cool. The teacher came up to me, said something. And I'm not saying pat on the back. I'm no, saying, no, I hear what you're saying. I was saying. like, 
Way to go, God. Heck like, yeah. You knew that that message was right tailor-made for them. Mm. And th- like I said, there was 50, 60 kids in there. I don't know what every one of them were going through, mm. but God knew. Yeah. And he gave that message to them like, who are you following and why are you not following in the footsteps of Christ? That kind of it was just kind of cool. Yeah, that that kind of that kind of brings uh back a, a thought that kind of blossomed a little bit earlier and I'm curious about your thoughts on it like in that scenario we kind of see what we brought up earlier where this group of little gentiles, little freaking, mm-hmm. you know, their hearts were open. Big so time. so the so the so the vessel as the teacher he could feel like, like man, I did a good, I did a terrible job, or it's not working over here, and then show up in that it worked over here. But like, you're kind of seeing God shows up where the hands are open. Yeah, and and in a way, it's it, it, it's like you go back to your your group, and there's the freaking church kid with his eyes rolling, and he's yeah. falling asleep in there, yeah. right? And he's like, I'm just mad because I didn't get my freaking coffee this morning yeah. or whatever, you know. And you're looking at him, and you want to like freaking pharisee backhand them right because like there's kids that don't have nothing like yeah and they were there absorbing and here you know what i mean and you're I, sitting I here that, i said the same thing like I, I told the guy anthony with me i go dude i would love to take those kids just, and transplant them <laughs> in the church yeah. take the kids it's like God, the father with the yeah, dude, the children of israel they right so, they were so locked on i could i mean i could have and, and the, the time went quick. You got 25 minutes to catch mm-hmm. your attention. Mm. And I try to do it in the first five. If I catch their attention for five, I can hold them for 25. Mm. I, I mean, the Lord. But I, I just it started, as soon as I started talking about following mm. and, and the purpose of the life and what life was for. And, and, and I used the illustration of Jesus at the, um, you know, washing the disciples' feet and stuff mm. like what, what we're created for that it just kind of resonated. It was weird. Mm. There's baseball players in there. There's cheerleaders. There's soccer players. There's skaters. Potheads. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. like, you could tell there was just every, every type of kid was in this room and it wouldn't have mattered. But like they it were was all just in the same God, place. It was God yeah. speaking. It was God speaking and That's you could beautiful. feel it. And when I left there, I felt that like, God, that was awesome. Mm, God, I do that every day, all day. And I walked out, I go, I live for that. Mm. That is, that is why I do what I do. Which like I live for that. Which kind of begs the question, like, is it possible that congregations need to be reminded of their responsibility to show up oh, yeah. thir- with a thirsty heart for the Lord? Like, Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I was just talking to somebody the other day in ministry. He has a church up north, and uh, he's gone through. He's a good friend of mine. I, I pray with him and talk to him a lot. He's a pastor of a church, and talking about you know just the seasons of ministry you know you know like we laugh about like you know 20 people showed up today you know mm-hmm. he's like if 10 show up he's like cool yeah. you know and but when if you have 20 people and four or five are missing you could tell it's like dang 100 you know? mm-hmm. we know that yeah. and, then, and then you start questioning like gosh am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing like yeah. am i supposed to be here lord am i called and all the all the mental head games that go along with that right and satan's right there and satan's yeah. right there going see yeah. what are you doing yeah. go get another side yeah. job or yeah. go take some yeah. overtime just or, leave it behind stop why, paying why this rent yeah, yeah why, why save all that money go buy yourself a motorhome yeah. tour the u.s yeah, yeah. yeah all yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff right and I always encourage them, like, dude, you are exactly where God wants you to be because mm-hmm. there's so much warfare, so much opposition. If you weren't where God wanted you to be, there'd be nothing. Mm-hmm. You just, it'd be smooth sailing. And he's like, so when the smooth sailing comes, am I not supposed to be here anymore? No. 
you're going to sail through that mm. until the next difficulty, and you're going to keep pushing through that. Come on, because we're, we're, we're called to plow and sow, mm. and that's hard work. You know, and mm. sometimes it's chill watching it sit back and grow. Mm. Other times it's toil. It's breaking up the fallow ground. It's planting seed. It's watering, and it's digging a furrow and waiting and waiting and watching and waiting and watching and, and just doing it. It's just getting dirty and doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, to answer your question, it was kind of interesting because the church, there's a lot of people that are moving around and like, and this, this was the big thing with the change in leadership over this last season that I was just telling you about. Their needs aren't being met, but their needs are all selfish. Like, I feel, I want, I think, uh, and I'm like, I hear nothing but I. But you've been so focused on you for so long. When was the last time you ministered to any of these kids? So in, in, in essence, and I was praying this, like, Lord, weed us out, including myself. If we don't have a heart to be here, then get me out and put someone else in here with a greater heart mm-hmm. or bring me leaders that have a heart to really want to minister to these kids. Whether I have 40 leaders or four, mm-hmm. I've done it with less. Mm-hmm. I don't need a big leadership. Mm. I just need people that got God's back and got the kids back and got my back, and mm. we're good. And so when I was done praying that and watching this exodus and, and you know, taking away the kind of quote-unquote seasoned people, I'm like, were they seasoned or were they stagnant? Mm. And mm. I just didn't mm. see it, and neither did they, and maybe they needed this. Mm-hmm. They needed this to move on to figure out this is what I need and mm. what I don't need, and this is where I'm supposed to be and where I'm not supposed to be. And God was showing me, like, I can do it without them. Mm. Mm. You know, I don't want to be the one that always does it. Sure. I, I, I just lead the ministry. I head sure. it up, but I want the kids to be able to do that. Yeah, experience that. So to go back to your question, yes, I do believe that people need to be, they need to know what their purpose, their purpose mm. is. It's not, you don't come to the church and say, meet my needs. Yeah. Mm. We already know what our needs right. are. We need more of God. We need to yeah, die to self. There it is. We need to die to self. Mm. We need to listen to his word, walk in obedience, and walk in the spirit. We need to literally crucify the flesh every day. That, that's what the Bible tells us. That's, that's given. When I come to church, it's like, well, what do you have for me? How's your youth group? Do, do, do you have anything for my wife? She, she needs a, you know, a Pilates group. You know, yeah. you know, like, it's like, oh, you have so-and-so doing worship again? Like, you guys have, uh, yeah. have Bible and brewskis on yeah. Tuesdays? Yeah. I mean, come on, because that's where I came from, and that's what they do down Orange County. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are we here to meet our needs, or are we here to meet mm. the needs of the people in the church? And like, yes, there are people that are hurting. Yes, they come to the church. Yes, it's the hospital. Yes, we want to minister mm-hmm. to them. Mm. Then there comes in a place of like, okay, God, you got me out of that season of my life. I'm mm. still in pain. I'm still growing through it. But now, how can I reach out to others? I think, I think, mm. a good, and I think people need to be reminded of that. A mm. good thought on that note is is to evaluate what your need is, right? Like you, they're saying, sitting there saying, well, Ooh. it's just because. Well, how about reevaluating that somewhere along the line, your need for hearing God's voice is what disappeared. Uh. Dude, you know we get the mm. nuggets from Dale all the time? Yeah. He he gave this 40-minute uh, study on on Sunday morning. You know, the Sunday morning right before, because we're always uh, taking care of some stuff. Mm. Dale did it. And all I was stuck in was one sentence, mm. and it just stuck with me all day. All day. I was talking about it all day. Mm. And he says, and this is what it was, what do you really want? Mm. Like, what do you really want out of life? Do you want a big house? Do you want... I mean, we want our families, of course. We want our children. We want yeah, that's 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 given. But what do you want out of life? Put put the cars and the business and the, all the junk, the peripherals out of the way. 
What do you really want? What do you really want? What's the essence of your life? What, what is your heart saying to God? Huh? Yeah, like, what and, do I want? And, and, yeah. and when it comes down to it, I just want you, Jesus. I just want you. And why is it the simple thing that we want the hardest thing to attain? Hmm. Because everything, like you said, the, the cares of this life yeah. choke out the seed and tries to make it so it doesn't produce any fruit. Hmm. And then it convolutes by all the cares of the world. Hmm. He says it. The cares of the world. These are things that we're supposed to care about that really don't make any difference when it comes to eternity. But yeah. it just, it just they're like tentacles that attach to us and pull us in seven different directions. Mm. But the simplicity is like Daniel. I was thinking about Daniel, and I was thinking about um, Daniel and, Eli and uh, Elijah. Mm. I mean, Elijah, but Isaiah mm. in the Bible. Two dudes that were just tasked, never strayed. Look at, if you look at the life of Daniel, I mean, taken as a prisoner in captivity at a young age, mm. doesn't compromise from get-go, and through his entire life, his entire life, lived a life of exemplary service to mm. God, mm. okay? Isaiah was a prophet that continued to preach and teach and literally rebuke to the point of where the king just said, had enough of this guy and, and had him sawn in half. Yep. But if you think about it, like, Lord, that's what I want. He I want that. Yeah. I want that life. I want to just be about you. Mm. And that is so stinking difficult. Mm -hmm. It is so hard. That is what we strive for. Like, I just want to have a singleness of mind. And it's so sad because the biggest enemy is us. Mm. It's not Satan. It's us. He just uses our desires, our flesh, our wants, our insecurities. And, and he just, we defeat ourselves. Yeah. Satan doesn't have to do that much. He just sets up the cards and then we just, and I was just thinking about like, and, and when he posed that question, it just kept ringing. What do you really want? <laughs> because it comes down to eternal or temporal things. Mm -hmm. And when you when you put when you put it in perspective, it's like. And there was a bunch of things that he said that mm -hmm. morning, but that's what I got out of it. What yeah. do you really yeah. want? Because God was like speaking to me. I, what is it you want, Scott? Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like myself. I, I I try to fill a lot, and I was talking about this on Wednesday. But I feel like I try to fill up a lot of what I want with the things that I think are going to fulfill me, and those things are good things like ministry. Like con, con, my my own conscience, my integrity, if like all these things, like I got a list of things, success, if those things are, are met, then I'm like, okay, like I'm good. But then when those things are getting tweaked, all of a sudden I feel like I'm not good. Yeah. And it's a cycle of, of, of wanting these good things, quote unquote, to fill me up in life. And then lately it's just been the Lord's reminding me, hey, just get along with me. Yeah. Get along with me. And when I Isn't get that in that place yeah. of just, okay, Lord, like going back to basics, really. And that's what that's what it's going back to, what the I feel like you're talking about. going back means that you stray from Oh, the for sure. That's what yeah. we have to keep ourselves from. Yeah. But it, you, you, you mentioned mm -hmm. the word success, mm -hmm. you know, and that's like a big key word right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to be successful at this or that or ministry, this and that. Well, Jeremiah, mm -hmm. was he successful? 100%. Mm. Right to the, not in the yeah. way, not, right, not, right. Not in the way the church. Yep. Solid. Yep. Like it, never be a church group guy. Can you imagine church growth by Jeremiah? <laughs> so how big's your church? I don't really have no. Well, how wow. many people have you seen get saved? He's Nobody. like zero. zero. Next, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like the guy saw not a mm. single convert, mm. but yep. was he faithful to the call? Yes. Yeah. Did he do what God so called what him to success? do? So what is success? Huh? So what is success? Huh? 
And, and then going back to the question, what is it you really want? I want to be found faithful mm. in the eyes of my God. Mm. I want I want to hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, from him, not from man, Yeah. not even from myself, because my own heart deceives me. Mm. My own heart condemns me. Mm -hmm. I want to hear him say it. I'm striving to hear that. That's all yep. I want. And I don't want to... I want that to be like in, in, in what I'm doing in ministry. I want it to be that in, with my family, mm. with my children, with my relationships. Mm. I want it in every area. I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful mm. servant. You, you, you've given uh, the little that I gave you. This is what you did with it. And I feel like I fail that on a daily basis. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like I... It's just crazy. It's a, That's, it's a weird dynamic. I, I, this illustration keeps popping my, in my head as you're speaking... A picture, you know, youth, youth ministry, may, maybe some of the people that God has weeded out this season, you mm -hmm. know, but you rewind back to when they were there. And, and uh, you know how it goes. The the first service after leadership, walk down, turn some lights on. Somebody goes behind the soundboard there mm -hmm. and start turning some stuff on. And you sit down, and then there's the people that are walking up a little bit late. Sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes yeah. mom, their mom and dad are always late. It's not yeah. always their fault. And walking in you see they make their rounds to their best friends say what's up and yeah. sits down next to them whatever they're starting to work their way in and then you get started with your leadership and they're sitting there and some of them are spaced out they're not really awake yet Co coffee hasn't kicked in or they're still interested in continuing the conversation they started when they say what's up to each other mm -hmm. you know that you know the drill and then first service starts getting ready to start and the kids start the the the, the actual sit down listen kids start to make their way yeah in, right the sheepage. Yeah, the, yeah, and, and and your leadership, right, in this moment, you got, like, that kid that came in and said, what's up to some people? He gets up now, right, and he's, like, takes a look around. He walks outside, and then through your little tiny view, you see him out there. Yeah, chopping he's, it up. Chopping yeah. it up. He's going on. And, and, you know, his heart is good, but there's a challenge in that moment. Like, yeah. Like, give you... Push pause in that scenario and you walk out to that kid and you look at him like, did you show up to hear God's voice today? Yeah. Like, was it in your heart? Like when you got here, to be like, you know what, Lord, if you got to say something to me, yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah, that, that happened on Wednesday night. <laughs> really? Yeah, a kid that, you know, he's into the music and does worship and we're having it. We, we, we did a breakout. We got the girls in a separate room. The guys are in a separate room. We, t we talk at Faith Unfiltered. So we got into some, we posed some questions like a couple. Oh, I saw back. you mm -hmm. pull. Yeah. yeah, there was some dope. There was some crazy. Is it okay ones. to make out? Or yeah, like I there saw. Was, yeah, there's a lot of questions about you know sexuality and mm -hmm. relation. A lot of that. So Dang. we broke it up into, we broke it up into relations, practical, and then the other one was um, uh, uh, theology. Mm -hmm. So theology, practical, and then relational, because that could be anything between dating or family issues or whatever. And a lot of them were like this. Hmm. It all came back to the same thing. Like the qu the people that were asking, like, what can I do as a Christian? You know, mm. you know, like in other words, they're talking about how far can you go. Mm. There's a lot of questions oh, about, see. you know, um, how close to the ledge can I get? Yeah, how, how yeah, close yeah. to the edge can I get without being in sin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that those kind of questions. And then there was like, can I be friends with you know people that opposite are opposite sex of uh, the opposite sex and and how close? And there were those kind of questions, which are. Definitely. Legit questions. Those are legit questions because mm -hmm. those are things that I didn't know when I first got saved. Me neither. Dave or Until Dave you, and yeah. some of those guys are the ones that put me on. Yeah, like, yeah. Really? You were, you were one of them for me. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what do you mean I can't make out? Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not having yeah, sex not, with her. Yeah, yeah. Sex. I mean, we're just making out. It's not a big deal. Except, yeah, where's your mind, Mijo? Yeah, where's your yeah, mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My, my mind is my mind was everywhere. My, yeah. yeah, we might be kissing, but my mind is already down the road a bit. And then when know? I got home, forget it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, and then thinking like the next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't have that understanding or wisdom, even sure. in the scriptures, the depth of the scriptures to know, until these guys came alongside older brothers, so to speak, mm-hmm. that kind of pulled us up, mm-hmm. taught us some good things, taught us sure. some spanked us, some, whatever. Yeah, yeah some all, stuff, that, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. You know. So I find me myself in that role now with mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and so this kid, you know, I'm, we're getting into some deep stuff, and this guy's over there tuning his guitar in the corner. I'm like, are you kidding me right yeah. now? Like, So I motion, because we're recording. They can't see me, but they can hear me. So I motion to the guys in the back of my Yeah. He needs to be listening. Yeah, yeah. And then he sat in there, and just like you said, he sat in there, and he's like. Yeah. And he's the one that I'm like, all the time. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm like looking over here, but I'm always like this yep, because yep. he's in that place. He's physically sleeping, but he's spiritually sleeping. Yeah, and I see it. That's the, I yeah. think that's what um I think that's kind of like, in, in in as I pray for the body and as I, you know, ask the Lord to help me to to water the the ears that that lent that are lent to me. You know, the ones that are actually listening to what I'm saying and giving me conversation with them. When I think about the body, I think I think sometimes it's easy to fall into a rut where you don't realize that. As a congregation of people, you're kind of responsible for how the service goes because you're you're the voice is saying to God, "We want to hear you," or the or the heart's saying, "I don't really care to hear from you. I'm showing up because I show up every time and I'm going to be here." But I didn't really I didn't wake up this morning to hear from you, God. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. the pastor ends up with this scenario where it's like he's put this thing together and he's talking about all the things God's speaking to him, and he's like, it's like it's, it's almost like the the, the tire's not catching tread, you know? It's like, like, what's going on here, you know? And then he has to revert into the, you know what, Lord, I'll stay faithful even when I'm not feeling your experience, you know, you're not expe- feeling, but it's not even him. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could have 100 people in front of you. If they're all showed up, just like, I'll be faithful, Scott. You could count on me to be here. But none of that conversation had anything to do with God speak to me today. And I know that God can speak to me through this sermon that Scott's going to give. And even though I'm a leader, my intention in my heart is to come and to hear what God's going to say to me and show me these areas I don't even see in my heart and I don't even know. Yeah. And if those kids aren't showing up, then you know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's something I told my brother Johnny. He's like, you know, that's part of the reason why it's hard for me sometimes to get involved in ministry because I still feel like I need, you know, I, I know I'm not ready in that place. I'm like, Johnny, do you realize, dude, like how small this church is that the role you play hmm. in in showing up with intention to hear what God's going to say versus not showing up or showing up without intention to hear what God's going to say is the difference in this room? Like... He's he he break, you know we talk about his sermons before we breaks down what God's showing him or whatever we're in conversations on the on on the on the way home at the same time as each other and he's like dude it's crazy I'm going to this right now and that's a dope conversation that's going to exist the bible's going to have what it has in it and I'm going to grow from that he's going to grow from that anybody who listens if it's a recording they hear whatever God's going to do that work but when a person shows up and they're positioning their heart before God and they're saying I'm Lord I'm ready to hear what you have to say dude that room experiences the presence of God, dude. Like mm-hmm. God meets the voice that's saying, I, 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 I'm here, Lord. I want to hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you're not there, when it's not happening, dude, 
It, it, God honors his word. He honors the work of his ministers. He's going to meet our needs for being faithful. But you know, like that room of kids you were talking about, dude, like the, those, those kids in that school. That's the difference right there. It's like, even if you counted the number of kids, it might have been identical to the kids on Sunday morning. Maybe even just the leadership was identical in number right. even, you know. Right. But it's a different heart of the listener. And the, the conduit, which is the pastor, is experiencing a completely different thing. And it's not because his heart changed from this place to that place. Right, exactly. It's like, it's like the, 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 the eagerness to hear, the thirst for the one was in this place and wasn't in this place. And it makes me, because I, I remember falling into it a little bit, dude. There was a season where once I got comfortable hearing somebody speak enough times, it was almost like I wasn't no longer here to hear God. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep my eye out in case God needs to call me and be like, hey, check this out. Go out there and find that out or see what's happening. So that's what I'm waiting for. Mm. Yeah. But, but shame on me, dude. I was too immature to realize it then. But now that I'm looking back, I, I, I wish I could take my young self and say, hey, man, like you missed today's sermon. Like you showed up and yeah, you're, it's a blessing. It's almost like Jesus' writings in, in Revelation to the churches, right? Like you show, you show up every week, Mike. That's dope. Like when you're here, anything Scott's ever asked of you, you've done. I, you got that, you know, and, and your wisdom on, on the doctrines, on the, you never teach anything sour. You never hit, hit any notes that are like, well, that was doctrinally off. Yeah. You got all these things, Mike. You're good. Here's my bone with you, dude. It's been not just one week, not just two weeks, not just months. But it's been a long time, mm -hmm. dude, since you showed up and you were like, Lord, what are you going to say to me? Like, I need to hear your voice. And I could hear it through Scott. And I could hear it through Raul. And I could hear it through Sal. And I could hear it through any of your servants. And I need to hear your voice. Like, this has been missing, son, a long time, you know? And it's like, until Jesus says it to the church of Laodicea or these revelations, until he says it to them, they didn't know. They didn't even see it. They're like, dude, we never let, we, we, we hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, you know, we hate the, you know, we're solid. Like we know doctrine, like they're, they're, they feel satisfied in what they're accomplishing because they can't see, taste or smell what they're missing. And that's a, hmm. what a beautiful thing for God to purge out of your leadership and to say, I'll give you five. Hmm. I'll give you two who showed up this morning because they want to hear what God has to say. Yeah. They don't know all these other things yet. You'll teach them that. You got that part. Like, these kids that I'm bringing you, they're like, I'm here to hear what God has to say to me, mm, you know? Yeah. And I just, I told my brother, my brother Johnny, this is this is the fruit of it so far because it's small for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I celebrate in, in, in victor little victories, you know, and my brother Johnny's like, dude, it changed why I didn't because he was wrestling with whether vaping's a sin mm. you know like why I was like no dude like because when I'm vaping even though I'm not getting high it's just tobacco or whatever you know but when I'm doing that I don't have an eager heart to hear God I might not be cheating on my wife doing drugs and freaking you know missing work you know it's not costing me on this obvious scale but it's actually costing me bigger, dude, because I just am not as eager to hear God. I'm not as thirsty for him mm -hmm. because when I'm struggling, he's like, when I'm fiending for like some tobacco, dude, I'm like, Lord, like, uh, like, all right, I ignore that. I'm running to church. I'm running to church to hear what you're saying to me. I'm running to church. And that 
is huge, bro. It just it feels small when you're looking at people. Oh, there's a tweaker over there. There's a freaking guy cheating on his wife. But mm-hmm. it's big in leadership, bro. I think, and you know, I know that I know that there's a season coming. This has been a reoccurring, even unspoken thing. This is what I like about it because it's not necessarily that that everyone's talking about this. Even when it's not being talked about, everybody that's a leader can see it in each other and know it's on each other's minds that there's a season coming. Mm. It's changing. Like we're going to say goodbye to a lot of the things that we think are just the way it is. And the leaders that we think have always been there, always going to be there is going to go. And everybody that everyone who everyone thinks is next is not necessarily next. Mm. And everybody who, who feels like they're just going to be like, like Daniel and they know they're nothing. They know like, hey, this next turn of the tide, I'm gonna be counted out. I'll be you'll find me raking some hay or somewhere, you know? But that's who God picks, dude. Yeah. Like the faithful, you know, and 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 it's weird. The the ones who seem to be asleep right now, dude, who are involved, they're doing stuff, they don't see it at all. Yeah. To them it's just the wheel just keeps spinning. Yeah. But to the ones that I know that are spirit filled, dude, spirit led men, there's this look across the room, dude. There's this like it's coming, dude. Like it, it's coming, and I, like unless I'm before God and saying, "Lord, let me hear," like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be one of them. Like I'm not gonna say I'm losing my salvation. I'm just not gonna be. I'm not gonna position myself before the Lord to a degree that says, "All right, Lord, what's the next move?" Yeah. Because I'm just gonna keep trying to spin the wheel myself, you know, and. I don't know. I, I think we're getting. I, I want to say something. And I'll yeah, ask please. Scott, Scott no, please do. After. Oh, it's, it's about you're talking about the position of your heart. I remember the last few months that I was at Golden Springs. I was still going to leadership Sunday mornings. I went through this rut where I woke up late because we got to be there at six. I woke up at six o'clock. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, I'm missing leadership. All right, I show up. I go to church. Another week goes by, my alarm goes, it's going off. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm snoozing it. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, snap. I got like 10 minutes. I was supposed to be there. And I, like, I don't make it. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. Like two times in a row. Come on, bro. Like get it together. And then all of a sudden, third week in a row, I mm. wake up, alarm goes off. And I sat on my bed and I was like, what's going on, God? Like, am I not supposed to be there? Like, what's going on? And and then I go to church and the Lord speaks to me. He's like, you're, you're supposed to be there, but your heart's not there. And mm. I was just like, dang. I was like, okay. Okay, God, I hear you. Yeah. And and it even didn't matter if it was uh, I was going to be there a few months longer or stay there for years at the time. The Lord was correcting my heart in, the, in that season. And, and so the same with people who are showing up to church on Sunday morning. It's like, what is the position of your heart? And I want to ask... Scott, the last time I've seen you a couple times, in the last two weeks I've seen you every week. Um, and you could share this if you feel led to, but do you see, like, is the Holy Spirit giving you discernment on the upcoming seasons at all? Like an inkling of, okay, possibly, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, I, and I, I approach that question gingerly because... I see good and I see bad. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll preface it by saying this. You know, we have a midterm election coming up in three, four months. Mm. And uh, 
Joe Foch shared at the pastor's conference. I don't know if you guys listened to it, but he was talking about more people were uh, more people were excited about the the second coming of Trump than they are the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> so, true, so true, yeah, so true. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, and it's not like we could base our freedom or happiness or, or anything on what's going to happen with the elections. Our country, and I'll say this: like our country's gone. Like what the original founding fathers wanted for this country, we've it's run its course. I don't see there being a revival of the of the you know the republic of the country of yeah the country right, right. And, and a unifying of people's hearts back to i want to see that but read isaiah i'm mm. reading it through isaiah right now and i i keep, i'm already past like nine or ten chapters but i keep going back to chapter one mm. it's like i saved you i created you i blessed you i did this i did that but you guys didn't want it mm. and i'm like dang what do you want there. what do you want mm. getting back to that what do you want because if you really want to be like the children of Israel, give us a king like the other nations. That's so heavy, bro. And he's okay, cool. You got Saul. Yeah. I mean, go go from there, you know. And so, I mean, I see good in in the sense of like I'm, I see that God, because we know what the Spirit of God says through His Word that He will, in the last days, pour out His Spirit. There'll be. It's not going to be like a Jesus people movement. I don't believe. I think it's going to be like on the street, family members, loved ones, people here and there, little 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 victories that you're talking about. Mm. That's where the ministry is going to be done. I think the mass, especially in California, because we're saturated. Mm. There's churches on every corner. Mm. They're not necessarily all good ones, but there's churches on every corner. And whatever you want to tinkle your ears, you can find a church that will do that. But no one is teaching the word mm. without compromise. No one. There's not too many people, and you know what I'm talking about. I can count literally on, on you know, two hands the churches that I would say, yes, yes, eh, yes, yes, eh, you know? So the people, I see it in the sense of like, there are still people, like when I go to those schools, I have hope. Yeah. Okay, mm. I have hope in that. The generation is not lost. He ha God hasn't told me to fold up and, and move mm. to Idaho or move to, you know, which I would love to do. Mm. <laughs> move to Idaho, go to, you know, Panama or Costa Rica. A little piece of land. Yeah, uh, get a piece of land and just live like a prepper up there and yeah. know, grow my own corn or whatever. He hasn't called me to do that. As attractive as that sounds, if I ran from the warfare, what kind of soldier would I be? People are saying, mm. well, you know, California's gotten so bad, I can't. I don't feel that. I'm not... Yes, it's bad. It's always been bad. And it's never going to get better. That'd be like people that love New York. Crime's through the freaking roof, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. the place is a slum. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in, we're talking good parts of New York. Mm -hmm. People are leaving and moving to, but it's like when you love it, can you leave it? Or do you have a heart to try to stay and save it? Mm -hmm. Like, so what the question you ask is, what do you see coming? Mm. I see a time of leanness, not a time of fatness. Mm. I see that we're going to have a time of leanness, but it's going to be people lean that uh, there won't be people preaching the word and there won't be a heart to receive it. Hmm. And it's going to get tough for us. I say we're going to have leanness in our economy. I say we're going to have leanness in, in just our national influence. And it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, it doesn't matter. I don't, I think it's just where we're at right now. I think it has to go down before the Son of Man can come return. Hmm. You know, he's not. But then again, it says, and what will the Son of Man, what will the times be when the Son of Man comes? If you think about it, it will be like the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. 
where they were giving in marriage and marrying and partying. And, like, everything was going status quo. Everything was good to go, you know? Like, is he going to come when it's just bad? Or is he going to come when Republicans are in and the economy's mm, going through the roof and everything, and everyone's comfortable again? And all he's like, boom, then he comes back, like, mm. caught everybody slipping. Mm. I don't know. I know we're in for some leanness. Mm. I think I think we're in for some leanness, yeah. and I think those that are about the work have to keep their head in the in the game and keep their nose to the grindstone and keep being faithful to the word and, mm. and to what the Lord's called us. But I also see hope in the sense of we there will be a a remnant that will be brought in. I, I'm not going to say it's going to be big. There will be a remnant. Mm. There, there's going to be a last. Um, awakening mm. if you will of people that are saying hey the time is short like dude let's mm. get this like like john the baptist mm. you know and i'm not talking about weird stuff i'm talking about legit stuff mm. like hey it's time like wake up like let's get real let's let's put everything aside and just what do you want mm. that, that i could i could i could develop a whole years of messages on what do you want you know i, I it's just been it's been on my head mm. What is it you want? And ask people that. What do you want out of life? Mm. That's, a, that's a great that's opening line. That's a great line. question. Like, what do you want out what of life? What do you really want? Because yeah. they'll say, oh, you know, well, you know, I ran into this chick at the gym. She used to work at the gym. She's the one that would check you in early in the morning. Super cool, bubbly person, nice person. Struck up a conversation with her one day, you know, and, she, and then she was there for a while, and then she's not working there anymore. She just works out there. And she's like 20-something or whatever. She's like, yeah, you know, I just, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, I'm all but will that make you happy? And she's like, yeah, I think. I'm all, well, you don't it, think any of these people here have what you what you want right now? And do they look happy to you? She's like, are you happy? I'm all, very much so. Mm. Well, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a pastor. She's like, huh? What? Like, I'm a pastor. She's like, like a pastor of a church? I'm all, no, I'm not a pastor of a church. I'm a pastor in a church. And I started sharing with her. And she's like, oh. She was blown away that because I'd never talked to her about that stuff before. Mm -hmm. She sees me with headphones on, just like everyone else. Sure. She doesn't know who I am or what I do. Mm -hmm. I just, hey, how you doing? And it just, it just spun her upside down. She was like, and now when I see her, she's like, hey, yeah. you know. And but I, the and, wheels are, yeah, the, it's mm -hmm. already there. The yeah. seeds are there, mm -hmm. you know. And so, and there's a couple other people there, you know. That, and it's just like I think that's where it's going to happen. It's going to happen on our, our at the well. It's gonna happen in the fishing boat. It's gonna happen on the farm. It's gonna. That's where it's gonna happen. Mm. We're gonna just. We're, we mm. are gonna just start have to looking at the everyday people that are around us and be like, hey. You know, when mm. you're walking up that flight of stairs with a pipe, and you know, I'm talking about yeah, like, yeah. and all those dudes, man, that are just drinking themselves stupid, and they're, you know, you know. Yeah. I think that's what God is showing me. There's gonna be leanness. But there's an opportunity there. You, you know, you, you, you brought up a interesting conundrum, and I think I, I think I might have something, and I speak as a man, dude. Um, but uh, you talked about this uh, given in marriage. Then you talked about it going down, and it was sort of this... Uh, you, you weren't speaking blatantly on which one it is. You just know what's coming next, right? And I got this illustration as you were speaking of... Uh, of a person's interpretation of uh, bright lighting. Like, like we had a bunch of little bulbs on this ceiling from wall to wall, but they were low wattage, but there was a solid ceiling lights. Someone could come in and be like, dude, the lighting in this place, immaculate, right? Like 
you got an abundance. But if you started to tear all that down and you put a few lights up, but the wattage on those lights was turned up, now a person can come in and be like, oh, what happened to all the lighting in here? It's thinned out. Mm-hmm. But in another way, the lighting is actually turned up. Like it's brighter. It's mm-hmm. brighter than it was. And the contrast is more apparent it, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so what you see is you see these individual lights that are shining brighter than before when they were just small bulbs in a sea of people. Yeah. And I think it possibly, again, I speak as a man and I, and I leave these things, I always leave these things because I'm not a prophet, you know, um, but, but I don't deny the, the illustrations that God gives me sometimes, you know, or the things that I just like, wow, I take it before the Lord. And, um, but I think that that's a, it meets both of those truths mm. that it thins out and it's dying. It's less, there's few, but it's turned up. It's brighter than ever and it's, it's powerful and it's life changing and it's beautiful, you know? And I just want to say, dude, that I'm very thankful for the years and I'm speaking personally now of, of you being my friend um, and you never, ever relented on, on that love. Like, so all the different layers of seasons for me, the desert, the, the accomplishments, you know, and I, and I think there's an element of sustaining that happened in, through that, you know, like just when you start to feel like you're out at sea and nobody's there and then, and then an old pal comes by in a boat and I guess fish for the day, you know, and you're not, you're not just drowning out at sea alone, you know, and um, I also want to encourage you to stay faithful to that inclin- inclination, you know, that spirit prompting, like I'm going to call so-and-so or I'm going to, those things really sustain me and, and him too, dude, there, there's been, there's been a, a good season here, the work that God's doing, you know, but I'm always excited, dude, to hear like your, you know, your perspective on, on what's happening, what's going on. I feel like you're a man that's, you know, does his best to stay in tune with God and what mm-hmm. God's saying, what God's try. doing, you I know? Try, yeah. yeah. And sometimes God reminds me like, hey, I'm over here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, that, bad. it's definitely that bummer. I'm, I'm a dumb sheep too, me too. Me too, dude. But me I'm too. excited, honestly, to see you guys, doing what we were trained to do mm-hmm. and I I'm doing this because I'm trained I'm doing this because God called me and he's given me the anointing and the mm. blessing to do this so I think mm. it's pretty cool to to see this because it's not always going to be in this place mm-hmm. this will be where you started yeah and who knows where God will take it from here you yeah know? yeah mm-hmm. and the fact that you guys are being faithful to what God has given you right now he says mm. you're faithful with the little I'll bless you with the much so don't mm. don't uh what's that word to say don't um despise don't despise the little Mm. things Mm. don't despise the little things because Mm. the little things grow little Mm. seeds grow big plants Mm -hmm. you know one little seed grows a big giant oak tree say one little acorn so Mm. you don't know what god's gonna do yeah and glendora is full of oak trees around here yeah and 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 one common thing i hear from the mature ones that are serving most of my most of my mature friends are Mm -hmm. from golden springs i'll Mm -hmm. say that blatantly and i have some other brothers too but mostly but with the mature ones there that i have dialogue with they always say like dude I, I I would love to be in your shoes, bro. Like, don't don't lose heart in a place where people are like looking at it and saying, That's a dope spot to be in, you know, just you and the Lord and obedience and and really putting it to the ground to see 
testing it out. Like yeah. the Lord gave you this instruction, this map. Now follow it. You know. Yeah. And, and it's never been replicate what you saw. It's always been replicate the heart. Like you're sold out for the Lord. You do it for Him alone, and you let Him do the great work through you, not you doing a great work for Him as yeah. much. You know. And that's it's been beautiful here, dude. Yeah. Scott, I want to encourage you before we ask you one more question at the end, mm-hmm. but I want to encourage you that um, the things you taught, the things you teach in high school to all those high school kids, whether they're have their eyes open or closed, um, they do make impact, man. They do, and I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your butt or nothing, dude. I just want you to know that I love you, man, and that this church here, to me, I know it's all God. It's all God, 100%. But God has used you as an instrument. The things that I saw you do, the things that, the way I saw you handle with grace, with courage, with uh, just Adversity. what the Lord, yeah, what the Lord has given you um, has been a ministry to me that I have um, allowed the, the Lord to use in my life. And now I'm. it's like playing out. So... Well, we have uh, we have good teachers, you know. We have, we <laughs> Amen. Have, right. You know, I can't. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I we have me and Sean and Wade talk about. It, we have really good teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. And we're blessed to be able to glean from these guys and to sit and to listen and learn on a daily mm. basis mm. and make mistakes and get back up and do it again. And you know, it, it's a blessing. And we're yeah. all and we're all in it together. You know, yeah. like I love, uh, like. We had the pastors' conferences, and I always love it. I, I get to do a cool job now. It's kind of like my thing now. I get to do interviews. That's, that's they just that's let me interview. I get to guys. see some of that. It's stuff, rad. Yeah. Like I don't. They don't know me from Adam. Yeah. You know. And yeah. So you yeah, you're, you could just, just be chill. nobody. Oh yeah. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, for the, yeah. For the most that's part. Good, that's good. Yeah. But it's before we got we start start recording and after that that I get to to glean. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I. I've made some really cool uh, relationships with some of these dudes and learning stuff, you know, Liz, hearing their hearts. You know, you know some of the guys you've grown the up. The off-the-record stuff. Off, huh? Yeah, it's just like, wow, how, that's that's cool. Yeah. And then you see how people really are. Yeah. And it's 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 good. It's not a bad thing. It's a yeah. good thing because it makes you just, okay, they're a man just like yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got their, their issues, you know. Yeah. But we do have good teachers, and I think it's what sets us, and I'm not saying our teaching sets us apart. Mm. The Lord does that. Um, we're fleas in mm. the history of the church. We're mm. we're nothing. Right. We're not gonna be. Right. We'll have Burger King crowns in the corner, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, I'm cool with that. For you sure, know, it's yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm happy in my yeah. lane, so right, to speak. Right, right. But I know I will be surrounded by guys like you, mm. and that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Same. I will be. We will all be there to get each other's backs and good times, bads, ups and downs, for sure. and praying for each other and long after. You know, the wars are fought on this earth. We'll mm-hmm. be in the presence of God together. And that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. You know, so if you're out there listening, guys, um, follow in the footsteps of those who follow Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you Amen. for uh, letting us build that camaraderie yeah, um, man, continuously, always. like between churches and bridge that gap. There's a lot of people don't see that. So th- yeah. thanks for coming yeah. down. I asked this. Dale, hey, Dick, go. Yeah, cool. Mm. That's yeah, awesome. I like, yeah, that's, I love that's, that's that stuff. So. Why don't you ask him? Oh, uh, yeah, question. we always end it with one same uh, same question. How can we pray for you, dude? <sighs> faith. Faith. Faith, not fear, faith. Hmm. You know, um, having kids and a family and growing up in the world that we see today, um, just there's just, just faith. Hmm. Faith to believe 
what God is saying and what God is doing and being and walk in faith, not in fear. Mm. That's it. Because there's a lot of insecurities and insurities in this world. Mm. And I've never allowed myself to really walk in fear. But it seems like the older you get, there's a lot of question marks and a lot and of things lot of, like Yeah. And so I want to be a man that walks in faith, not in fear, and believe what God is saying. Cool. Yeah, that's that's it. Let me get this one. Yeah. yeah. Father, uh, man, thank you for this. Thank you for this conversation and uh, this time just to just to be sharpened and to speak and to um, just to see to see the the familiar spirit uh, in someone else and. You're, you're, you're unchanging, Lord. You're still the same. And we thank you for that. We thank you for this evening. Um, first got coming and, and, and the time that we got to spend together. We wanna, I want to come before you specifically, Lord, lift them up to you. Um, Lord, we, we recall a time when no one leaned on us and when there was nothing but you and, and just, just blind faith of whatever you're going to do. And then and then your blessings came and your, your promises fulfilled and, and love and, and arrows in our in our back and arrows our children um, and I and I I know Lord that in those seasons all of a sudden it's not just it's not just us it's them and it's it's all of the things around us Lord and I just lift up Scott to you right now and I pray that you remind him, remind him of that, that early season and that you are unchanging, Lord, and that you would just give him his portion, Lord, that comes from you, a faith, Lord, and that we, we, we see not with our eyes, Lord, but we're led, we're led with, with the eternal side and I just pray for him. I, I, I thank you for him. I pray for strength, discernment, wisdom, faith. Bless his family. Provide, Lord. Use his life. Just use his life out. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's a wrap. Cool. Thanks, guys. Mama coming home. I'm in the next chapter. Put away all my credentials. Then I crucified the actor. Traded all I thought I want to be.